Fanboys and Friends presents In a World Where Justice Runs All We have to be ready. You, me, the others. There's an attack coming from far away. Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. And Injustice is among us. The others, where are they? Two podcasters roll. Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. It's on him. Organic and biomechatronic body parts. He's a cyborg. You should probably move. Barry Allen. Whoever you're looking for, it's not me. He's a Batman. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. Injustice Podcasters Among Us, a DCEU podcast. Join your hosts, the Dark Knight duo David Senden and Kyle Wagner. A new episode of Injustice Podcasters Among Us, a DCEU podcast, begins right now. Shall we? It's good to see you playing well with others again. Just like a bat. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Alright gang, and welcome to the latest episode of Injustice Podcasters Among Us, a for now DCEU podcast. I smell a rebranding coming, but more on that later. I am your host, your Batman, if you will, David Sinden, and with me, uh, the Batman to my Batman why Batman? Because who wants to be Robin? So you know what? Suck it, Zaslav. You can never have too many Batmans. Your friend of mine, Kyle Wagner. Kyle, how's it going, buddy? You can call me Batman Beyond because I got that cool going like Terry McGinnis. Nice. Nice. <laughs> you know what? I've seen convention photos when, you know, yes, kids, that was a thing. But I've seen convention photos. I'm like, yeah, you got a little Terry going on. So here's the thing. We, it's been a long time since we've done one one of these. And a lot has happened in in, in that time frame. Oh, quite a bit. My, my head kind of spins. My head kind of hurts. The DCEU is all over the place. Um, DC Comics is kind of all over the place right now as they're wrapping up yet another rebooting crisis of their comics line. Right. Yes, thank you, Dark Crisis. What um, is this, like number 62 or something? 52, if you really want to have some fun with the DC fans out there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, yeah, 52. Um, it's an interesting time. Um, it's a it, looking like we're looking at a rebirth. We're looking at a lot of things going on. Um, 
I know on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. And obviously we're going to look at the latest DC film of Black Adam. Um, which, which, uh, uh, the hierarchy of the DC changed changed the way the rock predicted. Right, right, right. Pardon the irony here. The movie could not get out of the black. Well, I, I think there's all kinds of issues with that, which we'll get into. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the current status of being under the gun at the DC universe. Or, as I like to call here at Injustice Podcasters Among Us, a uh, jump in the James Gunn, as it were. Yeah, something like that. But let, 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 I say we hit the rewind button a little bit, Mr. Sendon, because I think we have to address a couple of things that have happened since the last time we did one of these, because it's been a good while. Do you Are you referring to a certain axe? Well, I'm I'm, re- I'm referring to a certain axe on a on a certain amount of shows and just a lot of things in general that happened in the DC, in the DC Entertainment Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the axe, well, the axe of Zaslav, which, by the way, I'm just going to say it mm-hmm. on a DC show, the axe uh, has learned one very valuable lesson, and you know what that is? What's that? You always go for the head. Yeah, well, you always do that, but. So let's let's rewind a little bit because I think about the last time we recorded, things were still looking pretty decent for the DC universe. The CW shows were kind of starting to wind down, and we could feel the end coming. Right. And, yeah. You know, um, Black Lightning had been come to an end already. Legends of Tomorrow had come to an end. Um, we um, knew that the Flash was coming, probably coming to an end soon, and we know that coming up in February is the start of the final season of the Flash. Right. Um, Batwoman was mercifully put to an end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, I I don't know which came uh, uh, at a more merciful, probably Batwoman, but Batwoman and Batgirl kind of like share a thing in common. Yeah. Well, um, we when we'll get to we'll get to that. Supergirl um, came to an end. Um, obviously, Arrow had come to an end even before our last episode. But right. we, we, there were some there were some interesting things that developed too. I think a very solid Titan show that with a little bit more mature theme came out, and I I, I really enjoyed that show. I think Doom Patrol has found a very interesting cult niche for itself. Um, it did, and and has given Brendan Fraser some spotlight, which is I, much ironically. Better. I'm just gonna say this: the mm-hmm. I I checked out of Doom Patrol, but I will admit. They gave a more, uh, dare I say it, heartfelt and emotional cyborg than uh, Ray Fisher in Justice League. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And of course, DC Animation continued to crank out a lot of things. Some of it was good, some of it was not so good. Yeah, yeah, which is saying a lot for its animation department. No, I think uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. We also saw the end of the CW as the CW was sold off and is now under new controlling hands that are not tied to Warner Brothers because, of course, we also had Warner Brothers getting sold to the Discovery Network, which has created this new WB Discovery, which, of course, affects not only... DC, but HBO Max, and so many other things. And, well, and also, let, let's let not forget that the reason 
they were pawned off all the way, uh, pawned off so quickly to Discovery, is AT&T had no, no goddamn idea what they were doing. Yeah. We, all, we also saw um, the return of a new franchise direction for Batman with Robert Pat- Pattinson, directed by Matt Reeves, which a lot of people are seeming to like. I enjoyed it. I I think it was a it was a great look at Batman we haven't had before. I'll be curious to see how far they go with this. And of course, then we also had um, James Gunn return yet again. We've got a new Suicide Squad movie, which I thought was a lot of fun. A little crazy, but a lot of fun. Which and it was our last episode, if right. I recall. Yep, exactly. But also, too, the entire blast that was everything John Cena and James Gunn with the Peacemaker show on HBO. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Look, okay, I will just say this, adding to that with Peacemaker. You know what? I did not like this character when I read it in a book. But mm-hmm. after Peacemaker, I'm like, okay, would someone at Star Wars give Dash Rendar to John Cena? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cena, Cena was phenomenal in the role. He, he has become one of James Gunn's um, favorite people to work with. It's, yeah, it, I, I find it interesting that of the two muscle-bound wrestling um, blackheads, basically, let's call it what it is, the one he got the most talented talent and gold out of was the one that you basically cannot see. Yeah, well, that's true, but that's a whole other thing. But Well, I know, but it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to tell with Cena than it is Baptista because outside, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say outside of Drax, I have not seen anything to be impressed with uh, from Baptista. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I thought Stuber was an awful lot of fun. Sure. For about 15 minutes. And I think he's I think he's done an, a, a few other roles. I liked I liked him in the Chronicles of Riddick film that he did. He did that um, zombie movie, that Zack Snyder zombie movie on Netflix. I thought he was decent in that as well. I I, he, I don't know if he's going to ever carry a franchise like I think Cena can, but he, he Batista's good in his own right. Well, yeah, but notice the roles he's been playing are very very fitting to his limited skill set. Well, we'll, we'll we'll see. He's going to be in the next Dune. He's going to be a big part in the next Dune film. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but you know, and then of course we had the sale, and which led to uh, a lot of curious things happening, including the um, complete removal of a Batgirl film that was planned. Fact, now, now I'm movie. just going to say the the three things that heard about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Brendan Fraser's return. Because he would have been what Firefly. Mm, uh, that was Ma- a rumor. Yeah, Michael Keaton's be. return, right? And the cancellation uh, of the first Latina-led Batgirl, which I'm sorry, Latina-led actress. That I don't care what your tax write-off reasons were, Zaslav. That's a really, really pathetic look. Well, there's there's a whole lot of other things. There too that I'm not, no, yeah, not yeah, thrilled, and, thrilled about, and and you know it's best not to peel at that onion anymore anyway. Yeah, oh, I agree. I think everybody's kind of peeled at that and see what's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. 
the uh, of course the the other thing that was probably the biggest headline of this is and i think it's still kind of like the biggest what the hell is going on with this thing mm-hmm. everybody has is the flash movie where ezra miller has gun done gun and done lost his mind um uh, yeah yet, yet you have a film that is just scoring high regards left and right in audience test markets. Yeah, I'm just going to say, and we'll get to the James Gunn stuff later on in the show, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, if you're full rebooting this universe, then still having the Flash movie even come out doesn't make much sense. We'll get we'll get to that in a little bit because we've got uh, uh, no I know I just I just had to initially no, no, say I, my no, thoughts. No, I agree it. with you, but we have we need and we're going to address the four, I guess, Snyderverse related films that still are due to come out before James Gunn's official kickoff of the DC. Yeah, because James DC. and Peter's stuff doesn't start till twenty twenty four, isn't it? Well, that's that's the rumor. We get we're gonna find out a lot more about that in January, where it's that's where James Gunn says he's going to unveil his full plans for the DC movie universe. Now that should be interesting. So, but let's rewind. So we've seen the end. Let's face it, we've seen the end of the CW, mm-hmm. and the, the the I know you don't like the term right at this point, but I like I said before off, like I consider it a, a giving tribute to what created it all, the Arrowverse. Um, we, we, you know, a lot of people kind of have felt that several of the shows will probably had run their course anyway. And obviously part of that though, was we are losing a show that a lot of people became, fell really in love with that just had its series finale. And that was star girl, David, you and I were both big fans of this. I know a lot of other people who are fans of this. And I, I feel like it just got caught up in the mess of what's going on with the DC universe right it now. Did. It did. I mean, I, I hate to say that upon this recording, I haven't even finished it yet, but no, I'm uh, in the same boat. it, I it got really did get caught up in the minutia of, you know, just really bad timing. Well, and I, th- I I'm not only bad timing, but I think something else that we're going to talk about, here shortly in the theaters had a very strong effect on this show as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wasn't Stargirl supposed to make an appearance, like be in the original script, I heard? There was that, and just the whole JSA connections and a lot of stuff they were doing mm-hmm. there, I think, really helped bring the end to Stargirl, unfortunately. Um, it's a great show. I think a lot of people were hoping maybe it would just live on on HBO Max, but I think right now... I'm going to be honest with you. I think if you're a fan of any current DC programming that's out there, enjoy what you got left of it because it's going away. Well, and, and you know, just to comment on the whole live uh, on HBO Max thing, it, it possibly could at some point, I guess. But even, even HBO Max, aren't they rebranding that in the spring? Yeah, it's just going to become Max. That's stupid. Yeah, well, I mean that's stupid. All right, decision. The higher up decision makers are still not quite there. They've been doing a lot of things. Yeah, I, I, I pray. Look, I pray to whatever god DC has in their multiverse that they come up with something better than Max, because that is just dumb. Yeah, well, we shall see. But 
I guess, too, the other thing is I know we still have a few shows that are still out there. Titans is finishing up. It's going to be finishing up its fourth season after um, the current holiday season, and it will be the final season for Titans. I've been, like I said earlier, I've been a fan of Titans. I've liked what they've done with it. Um, I really like the actors they've had involved in that. Doom Patrol is running, I think, what will be end up being its last season currently uh, right oh, now. Oh, I, I love what Titans has been doing. I'm not quite big a fan of the... Uh, let's use Batman, but not really use Batman. Well, I, th- I think for what they're doing and what they were trying to do and making it a little bit more realistic with the time frame and stuff like that, I understand why they did what they did. But No, I get that. I'm just not a fan of that that whole aspect of it. No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. But yeah. like I said, I think Doom Patrol, which has been a crazy cult-following show, that's going to have it, it's running its last season. Mm-hmm. We know that the Fl- the Flash will be making his final, at least the Grant Gustin version of the Flash will probably be making his final run, starting with season nine. Which is crazy because that that series started when this Ezra Miller movie was announced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just and, like, really? Yeah. Um. But see, the final season of the Flash starts in February, and then of course we have Superman and Lois, which has no official word on it. And it's very interesting because I think that's our very, our most interesting show to watch its future because in its last season, they did everything in their power to completely disconnect it to the Arrowverse. It's still going to air on the CW, but it's also having a concurrent airing on HBO Max. I could see this being the one show that survives this and continues going on HBO Max, depending on what the ratings for this current season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, you know, go on the sign and say I don't see either outcome. No, I, I, I think realistically this still announced that this will be the final season. And it's being written as the final season. Right, right, right. So yeah. As everything stands right now, I think it's the one show that has a half a chance of maybe pulling out a miracle surviving thing. Yeah. But I, just, I, Not I really half do think. One. I, I really do think we're at a point where everything is getting wiped off the board for a new DC plan going forward. And so, as I said, enjoy what we've got because this will be the last we see of any of these renditions. Right. Right. Um, You know, it's weird that I'm just going to say it's weird that Superman has a doomsday villain in its oeuvre because to a lot of DC fans, 2024 may be your doomsday because uh, all this stuff is just going away like dust in the Thanos wind. Which brings us, I think, to our next point, David. Let's talk about some DC films because um, for the last three, two, two years at least, all we've been hearing is the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Oh, God. And this, oh, God. This, is the, this has made a mess of things. And we're going to get into all that. So, David, let's talk some Black Adam. Okay, all right. Black Adam, the the passion project of The Rock, where he was cast about 50,000 years ago. Feels like it, anyway. Uh, doesn't it, Kyle? In ways, yes. He, he's, been, he's been trying to get this Black Adam project out going for at least 15 years now. No, oh, 15 years? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and... I'm just going to come out the gate and say it was fine. It was not a movie I I went, because I, I just watched it again 
on HBO Max before recording, but it's it was not a movie I went to uh, the theater more than once to see because uh, I'm like, it was okay if your standards are 2002. My son sacrificed his life to save me. These powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. This loose cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. If you find us a cell that can hold him, we'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? I didn't bring a passport. We don't need passports. We're the Justice Society. There's a war going on outside. We ain't safe from Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. Heard about at least three killings this afternoon. I'm not peaceful. Nor do I surrender. Here we go. I kneel before no one. You didn't come here to seek justice. You came to exact revenge. I never said I was a hero. You believe you are not worthy, but fate does not make mistakes. You have two paths. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. And I, I think I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, David. Because well, I went into this film when I saw it, and I had fun with it. I'm not going to lie; I yeah. had fun. I thought I thought the portrayal of the JSA w- was fantastic, and I actually thought that's what made the movie movie for me. The Rock is the Rock; he's going to be who he is. Right. The Rock is the Rock. I mean, you know, you know what you're getting with that guy at this point. And I think I think the like I said, it was fun. It had its moments. You add in Amanda Waller, you end end it with this incredible stinger that really is what ev- had everybody talking, but has also I think contributed greatly to the confusion and mess that we have had over the last several weeks. Yes, before we dive into the film, I want to I want to make something perfectly clear though with that stinger. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're a movie. Now, whether you're in the same continuity or not, and whatever James ends up doing, who who knows? Doesn't look good. Looks a little black right now. But if you're a movie, 
and you're hinging on what was that ten, 10 seconds less than 10 seconds really of perfection where it's your it's your d snyderized superman perfection yeah that's not good well okay so yeah we'll, we'll get to that but let, let's let's talk about the black adam movie it's itself here david because all right i just had to throw that out there up front i think this movie is going to believe it or not have a place in hollywood history yeah it's a good place but it's got a place in hollywood history because i look at this film i see a ton of potential in this film and i see some phenomenal performances by pierce brosnan aldous hodge um everybody who was members of the jsa i and but the problem with this film was this was a film that should have been out 10 years ago. I agree. I agree. It, it had, it had a very Snyder type feel to its fight scenes. And then, yes, it was, a, it was a little bit brighter than most Zack Snyder films, but yeah. the way, the, yeah, the which, is was, un, which is unusual. The plot felt half finished. You didn't have what I would call, I understand black Adams an anti villain, but you didn't really feel like you had a legitimate villain. Film. See, it, it, I agree. It's it's funny that you say the plot felt half finished. I'm just gonna add to that and be like, it also felt like it had to dance a delicate balance where, you know, if you go one way, you're offending certain groups. If you go another way, you're offending certain groups. It felt like this, you know, very thin plot uh, had to stay kind of right down the middle. Well, I think the, the other thing with this movie is is I really think this is going to be where we're going to look at it and go, was this the point where The Rock's career started falling off? Uh, please, um, please elaborate. I love The Rock. I love Dwayne Johnson. I think he's an amazing human being. I think the things he does for other people are absolutely outstanding. Oh, he's yes. Absolutely... And let me make let me make one thing perfectly clear. Whether it's a guy in his 40s or a guy in his 50s, we're talking about The Rock and his less than so-so movie, we also know this guy could break anyone in half. So, oh, and, and, and and that's that's one of the th one of the things too but no i mean i not like i said i have no problem saying it. i love the rock yeah i think most people will say they love dwayne johnson the man has more charisma in his little finger than most of this country has the man has charisma for days there's no doubt about that so much so that it turned vin diesel into a whiny little white girl <laughs> on but, but fast here, and furious but here's the thing with the rock and I'm going to also reflect some of my thoughts from my fandom podcast network co-founder Kevin Reitzel because I think he has some very valid points. Oh, yeah, the, Rock, the Rock has yet to find an original franchise for himself. I his agree. Hobbs character, his Hobbs character from Fast and Furious is probably his biggest character that he's done. Right. But that's no, not I, his... I, I, I definitely agree with that. The Rock has been franchised Viagra... He hasn't been a franchise pillar. And so I look at The Rock. I think he's had a couple of characters. I, re I If you're going to ask me personally, of all the movies he's been in, the one that gave him a character that they could have made a franchise out of it was his character of Beck in The Rundown. 
Oh, God, yes. That would have been a fun uh, film franchise or even a fun series for that matter. I think he could have done that. I think The Rock has made some very interesting career choices. I think he's played it very safe through most of his career. He has. I, I think he's. I think it's why he hasn't become this blockbuster draw that everybody seems to want him to be. You know what the last big example of um, him playing that safe was? A movie uh, I actually enjoyed, uh, done by the same guy, uh, no less, uh, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise was fun. Um, he also did Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, which was a fun movie, but it wasn't a great movie. No, it, it was... I agree. I had fun with it, mainly the the meta-ness in my own head, trying to be like, oh, wait, it's Black Adam fighting Wonder Woman fighting Deadpool. This shit is great. But I think what we're seeing, as far, let, me, let, me, let me say this with the Black Adam film. The Black Adam film is not a terrible film, but it's not a superstar film. Film. And this is after going back and getting off, off of some Regency bias I had when the film first came out, because I thought he might have a franchise on his hands, especially when you can add in the stinger that happens at the end of this film. Right, But right, because yeah, of developments no, that have happened, and I think the way The Rock has handled himself with some of these developments has hurt his brand, has hurt his power status within Hollywood a little bit. And I really think it's time for The Rock to maybe sit back and kind of reevaluate something. I'm going to be honest with you, I th and I think it's going to happen. I do think The Rock is going to at least make a return appearance to the WWE in WrestleMania this coming year because it is in Los Angeles. His cousin Roman Reigns is the main man in WWE right now, mm -hmm. and I think having a storyline at WrestleMania, the biggest event of the year in professional wrestling, with The Rock and his cousin would be a huge boon to him, and I think he kind of needs it right now. No, because... I, I can see that. I can see The Rock going away from acting for a bit and going back into the WWE ring. I think the other aspect of it is, too, for The Rock, is this. And I hate saying that because I love the 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 sort of career corner The Rock has made for himself, but hmm. Black Adam made a serious dent in it, and especially The Rock's conduct of basically lying about, you know, Black Adam being a success, which, spoiler alert, it's not. Yeah, um, I, I think that there's that. I, there's... I mean, Avatar The Way of Water made more in four days than than Black Adam did in its entire run. Right. And think about I think, that. Yeah. Well, I think, I think here's the other thing, too, as far as The Rock put, this was a passion project for him. He put everything into this project. Um, and I just think it's, he's, he's got a little bit of hurt feelings because it didn't do what he, he thought it was going to do and wasn't what he thought it would be. Oh yeah. Now no, I can see that. Now we add in the aspect of what's a shame about this is some incredible performances by the actress who played the JSA. Oh and, God. Yeah. I look, I, I, the movie First of all, I had tremendous fun with it. Even mm -hmm. rewatching it on HBO Max, I had great fun with it. But the movie, it's almost like Aldous Hodge and Pierce Bronson 
are in a different movie than the other two. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you look at just the four JSA players, right? You have those, you have Hawkman and Fate. Two guys I'd love to see more of in in whatever iterations DC ends up doing, mainly because they're great storylines, especially Hawkman's, you know, especially once you bring Hawkgirl into that. You know, Arrow, I remember, kind of dabbling in that weird storyline. I think it was either yeah, first Arrow, season, first, either first Arrow or in of one tomorrow. of its crossovers. Yeah, it was first seasons of Legends of Tomorrow had both Hot Girl and Hawkman in it, and I believe Hot Girl carried on for at least one more season, and then they they got away from those storylines. Yeah, and then and then Doctor Fate showed up in there somewhere. But going back to my original point, I'd love to see more of those two. Adam Smasher and Cyclone. I gotta be honest. The the one thing I loved with Adam Smasher had nothing to do with Adam Smasher is literally, you know, his uncle, um, you know, Henry Winkler, that little cameo out of nowhere. That that was fun. Now I like Cyclone. I, I, now, I, I like now, the now, but Kyle, let me finish my point though. Here's the interesting thing, right? Uh, and I bring up the Henry Winkler, and I'll compare it to, say, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting is you're showing me, you know, older Ant-Man and older Adam Smasher, and those are the two I want to see. I don't want to see much from uh, either, you know, Paul Rudd or, or whoever played Adam Smasher. Paul Rudd is a bit of a different case because, well, it's fucking Paul Rudd. And you need you needed a comedian to you know basically play such a a very low level tier sort of eye rolling ridiculous character as Ant Man. Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. Like if you tried to play Ant Man with with a Christian Bale level seriousness, you'd be laughed at quicker than your movie was on screen. Yeah. Yeah, nope. You're right. And then, and, right. And then Cyclone, she almost felt like, um, I mean, look, she's cool um, uh, visually and her story's impressive, right? Mm-hmm. But it almost felt like, you know, uh, Halle Berry in the early X-Men movies, you gave her nothing to do. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, I think, I, I I think there's potential there for that character. Whether we get to see it or not is that's a whole different right, monster. right. But you know, just my initial feeling about it, it's like you gave her nothing to do. You basically Halle buried her. Yeah. Well, no, I, I I give you that, but I mean, I think like I said, I think the JSA was the high point of Black Adam. It was. Um, it was. I, I think the rest of the way, uh, yeah, it was. Just, it's, it's just tough, but here's here's the other problem with Black Adam. Now that we're looking in hindsight and looking at some of the more recent developments, right? One, it's to me very obvious the Rock bullied his way and threw his weight around to get Henry Cavill back as Superman. Yeah, he did. He did. And if you read the most recent story that's come out, it turns out Henry Cavill fired his agent, who was Danny Garcia, the Rock's ex-wife, just a few weeks ago. Oh, what? 
Yeah. He never had a contract. For Wait, for Black Adam? He never had a contract to come back as Superman. Wait, Henry never had a contract? His contract was up. So technically he wasn't fired. This was a sort of... You know, because it's like, well, guys, he got let go again. I'm like, no, he didn't. He didn't have a contract. Yeah, he, 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 he was really kind of up to... It was options at this point, but here, here, here's but the Rock because if you remember, and this I've 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 done research on this is a fact. They actually filmed two different versions of that Stinger. One where you don't see Henry Cavill's face; all you see is the chest. So they, they saw that they shazammed it. Yeah, they kind of shazammed it. <laughs> Great. And so there's that, and I think that's really come back to backfire on the Rock because people are now looking at him as what the heck was he doing and of course right. there's rumors now that the rock because he's he's mad that dc didn't back him about the financials of the black adam he's unfollowed both dc and the black adam twitters and the rumors are he they, dc desperately wanted him to be in a cameo at the end of shazam 2 and he wouldn't do it saying no this character's above that what a spoiled brat Right, which I think, I think, like I said, I think, I think The Rock's image and franchise has taken a little bit of a hit from this, and I get him being upset. I can, I, I can get that, but there's still a way to act, and I don't necessarily know that he's acting the right way right now. So. No, he's not. You know what he reminds me of? What's as that? far as the the play for power and throw your weight around, mm-hmm. he reminds me of a obviously a muscle-bound, juiced-up version of it, but uh, he reminds me of J.J. I'm not going to go that far because here's the thing. J.J.'s had some massive success. He has. If we look honestly at The Rock's career, he's had good success, and he's lived off an amazing personality, and in fact, people love him. But he's never had, outside of the... Fast and Furious franchise, he's never had that super duper blockbuster game. But dude, I'm talking more of the power play and the ego throwing. I still think it's I still think it's a little bit different because I think this is the first time we've really ever seen it so publicly from The Rock. Right. No, it's a little bit different, but you know, it's I... it's kind of relatable because I I normally I'm just going to say, I normally hate it when people do this, you know, uh, it's, you know, creatives, directors, etc. You see this with actors as well. I mean, case in point, uh, you know, Harrison Ford coming back to Star Wars to basically die, you know, spoiler alert. And, uh, of course, he did that. And uh, so it'll get this. This being the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which, by the way, sounds like an old man hunting for dial soap. Well, here's the thing right now, and I think think it's a very interesting time in Hollywood because I don't think you have a ton of superstar actors in Hollywood right now. And I I also think you don't have a ton of superstar directors. And I think the ones that are out there have been so empowered and become legends in their own right. I think JJ is one of those. I think that um, 
obviously Jim Jim's Cameron, we, we we've had this discussion a lot off mic, and I'm not going to dive into it here because this is not a Avatar Avatar show. But you have these directors that just can basically write their own way based. No, on... but it it is a guy who's treading water right now. Ah uh-huh. 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 Oh, he's he's treading a lot of about four hundred and twenty seven million dollars worth of water. So I'd like to be in his boat too. I, that's that's nothing compared to the water he was treading in 2009, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, um, and I think the aspect of it is is when we look, I look at the landscape right now. There's so few of what I call directors who, and actors who truly call their own shots right now, and I think the yeah, ones that's that, fair. And I think so that when you have somebody like an Abrams or somebody like a Rock who just has that it factor, you kind of get that, and they can play their muscle muscle a little bit more. I mean, I look. I, if I'm going to be honest with you, this is my personally. If you're looking at the people right now who have that it factor, mm-hmm. you're talking J.J. Abrams, you're talking The Rock, you're talking Ryan Reynolds, you're talking. Um, Brad Pitt, you're top. But the truth of the matter it is, is that most of them aren't going to have that lasting it factor. If if you if you if I was going to put my money on it right now, of the people who I think are like high end it factor and will have it probably through the rest of their career, it's it's probably it's a very short list. Um, I would say maybe I, I think Ryan Reynolds has a good chance at it because just everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, true, true. And I think Brad Pitt is obviously already a legend and things like that. But I mean, I just don't. The Rock in the in the Rock's case, I don't think he's fully proven it yet. I think no, the Rock no needs, he really hasn't. And his conduct after Black Adam really shows he still needs to work at it. Yeah, and I but I think for the Rock is it's time for the Rock to take some risks. And right. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's time for the Rock to quit trying to do the same kind of movies over and over and actually expand out what he is because I think yeah. he has the capability of doing it and he just refuses to do it. And I think the problem is is that he came in and I really do believe that DC felt like, okay, we've got the rock, we're gonna have a franchise here and then things went to hell in a handbasket. Because right. I am not going to blame all of Black Adam's failures on the rock because I truly do believe that David Zaslav and all of the chaos that began when he was handed the keys and to write the ship just to screw, help screw the pooch on Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, it screwed the pooch on a lot of things, to be honest. Because I, I and, and then what, and people are going, well, why are you saying that, Kyle? Because what David Zaslav did was, and what he's done is he's made anything that has any kind of ties to the Snyderverse era of DC, lame duck. Well, yeah, and and we'll get, I'll comment more about that when we get into the you know uh, the James Gunn portion of the proceedings. A few more things I want to cover with um, with Black Adam. Um. Okay, the Crown of Sabak. Now wait a minute. When I heard that, I'm like, wait a minute. The Star Wars card game? What are you doing, movie? I mean, Sabacc was a DC villain. It's just 
nobody know, knew who exactly the hell he was. Yeah, part no, I mean, really obvious pun there. Yeah, yeah but, no, but I mean, but that I mean, that's a that that's the truth of the matter. Is that again, and it's it's, a, it's the one thing comic book movies have a problem with is executing this um, villain. It, 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 it it's something I think they've only gotten right a couple of times. Well, see, I think I think this is the fundamental difference between. DC and Marvel. When you're when you're executing Marvel stuff, I know Mar- Marvel fans like to go into their, you know, villain problem and whatnot. But when you're executing uh, Marvel stuff, you're not exactly uh, you're not exactly in the confines of, you know, how do I make this god figure relatable. No, you're not. And in this, you're trying to make a godlike figure in Black Adam relatable to fans because you want the fans to like him. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the only, the only, I mean, I guess if you want to go with the only god figure and relatable in Marvel, that would be Loki, but I think they're doing fine there. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just don't, I, I, I just. I don't think Black Adam was a character people cared enough about. No, no, not really. It was it was so obscure, and and then of course there was Cyclone, and then this this sort of um, you know bumbling, goofy uh, Deadpool ripoff. Yeah, but I, I think I think the other aspect here too, David, as far as Black Adam goes, and kind of my this is kind of my final thought on this is, you look at the other characters DC has done. And Shazam, you at least had a little bit of a history and a cult following from a cartoon, from a very corny 70s show, but you had people who knew who Shazam was. Obviously, everybody knows who Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are. They know the Justice League. They even know some of these, the Suicide Squad, you you have these obscure characters, and you have James Gunn. And and if you go Golden Age, uh, having the existence of a a Captain Marvel movie and then a Shazam movie on both opposite sides of each other, you're like, wait, this is weird. Yeah, well, and it's just, DC has a creative problem. They've had it for a very long time. Yeah, no, I agree. They do. And I, I, Zack Snyder didn't do it any favors. The whole Justice League movie mess didn't do it any favors. Right. Yeah, he, hell. Let's, he be, let's be honest. He certainly did not do it favors. COVID, COVID didn't do it any movie favors either because COVID is impartially responsible for us getting the Snyder cut of the Justice League released. Well, it's certainly, you know... I would, I would say more the existence of HBO Max... Well, but my my, no, no, I agree with you. HBO no, Max no, 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 no. I I agree with you as well. I'm just going. Let's let's stay with the actual optics of what it was. Oh, yeah. It was the existence of HBO Max, a business decision, obviously fueled by shitty circumstances, which makes a hell of a lot more sense than some dumb fan campaign, which you know, yeah. honestly. Unless you're the Star Trek letter writing campaign in the seventies to save a season from cancellation in today's culture, that doesn't work. Well, right. And 
you also look at the aspect of it because of COVID, there wasn't getting a lot of new material being made. You had you had HBO launch the streaming service right as COVID was hit. Everybody was shut down as COVID, so they're like, "Well, we need to get something on here that get that's going to get people talking." So yeah, it's a it was a perfect storm combination of everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. If COVID hadn't been going on though, I don't think HBO Max spends the four four the eight million dollars they did. Uh, I'm just calling it. Snyder's I'm just cut. calling it circumstances. Thank you very much. Enough yeah, no. For that other word. Well, no, but I'm just saying, if whatever the circumstances were, if the circumstances are different, and we're not locked in our homes, basically, mm -hmm. the Snyder Cut doesn't see the light of day. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't. You, I mean, you kids could hash brown tweet hashtag all you want, and it wouldn't see the light of day had circumstances been not what they were. Yeah, exactly. So. It, it, again, it is what it is, but it, it, it did it did the biggest disservice possible to DC, I think, by putting the Snyder Cut out because it really empowered everybody who was a fan of the Snyderverse to think they had control and power and say. Right. And it's led, it's led to the mess we have now. And yeah. I, I, I mean, the mess we have now is we have four movies that are about to come out Three of them for sure are in lame duck status. Well, well, let let me just let me just talk about one that is mm -hmm. because, and you know exactly the one I'm talking about. And let's look at it. Let's look at for a moment mm -hmm. the movies around it. Okay. Okay. On June second, you have Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. On mm -hmm. June 9th, you have Transformers: Rise of the Beast. On June sixteenth, you have the Flash, supposedly. On June sixteenth, you have Pixar's Elementals, and on June thirtieth, you have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Kyle, I'm just going to reiterate, and and I'm not quite sure how any of these other movies are going to do, especially Indy Five, but you know more on that later. Yeah, the the flash is the 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 flash is not going to survive that June lineup. Well, okay, so a couple of things, especially here, with Transformers: Rise of the Beast being right before it. Yeah. So, a couple of things I want to throw out here, and first and foremost, I want, I want to talk about 2023 at the movie real quick here, David. All right, all I, right. I think 2023 is going to be the year the movies do come back because I think you're going to see. A lot more things in the theater, a lot of things that have been held off and pushed back and delayed, and the fact that we've been able to make movies for the last year again. Right, I know, shocker. So I think you're going to see a lot more steady flow of a good movie hitting the theaters every week compared to what we have had now, which is maybe four true blockbuster films in this entire year, yeah. and the rest of it is a, a lot of a, like, you, where we had droughts for weeks at a time of nothing oh. in the theater drawing people to the theater you know what guys you may you may not enjoy it as a movie fan but my sigh and groan affects me more than you yeah i think starting with the release of ant-man and the wasp in february it's going to start a run of movies and movies coming out every week that are going to draw people back to the theaters oh yeah i was looking and it looks like a steady stream between february and august 
Yeah. So I, I think I think I think we're in for a very big movie movie year in 2023. Mm-hmm. So you've got that. As far as the Flash is concerned. Okay. This okay. ought to be so, good. So obviously the Flash has a huge problem with the Ezra Miller issues, even though now he's trying to at least kind of keep himself very quiet, getting mental mental health issues taken care of and things like that. But you cannot market this movie using the star of this film. No, you can't you, put him out de- there. You definitely cannot. You cannot market this film with Ezra Miller. You know what I think they're going to do? Well, I, I think I know what they want to do, and they can't even do that at this no, moment. No, because... no, no. No, no, no. Kyle, you know what I think they're going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to do what Warner Brothers has always done. The only thing they can they can do, the house they've been built on, is rely on marketing Batman. That's the only reason people give a shit about the Flash movie. Here's the problem. They might be able to market Batman, but they're not going to be able to mar- market Mike, Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton is done with Warner Brothers. <laughs> you will not have a Michael Keaton doing a marketing ploy for The Flash. You will not have a Michael Keaton talking about his future projects with Warner Brothers. Well, and, now, and... now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, hold the phone. Hold mm-hmm. the phone. All right? Yep. Yeah. Future, yes, because he is done. They have screwed him over. He's under contract with this. So is Ezra Miller. Yeah, but also Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, look at all the shit Ezra Miller has pulled. And, and you need and to... look at the good soldier Michael Keaton is. But but but, but here's the thing. Who do you think they would go with? But here's the thing. You realize that Michael Keaton's contract had nothing in there about marketing the movie. He had a contract to play Batman. That was his contract. Right. Now it's his best and it's his best interest to market the movie, but it's Michael Keaton, who is one of the different cats in Hollywood. Yeah. And really doesn't need this movie to be successful. If this movie bombs, it's not gonna hurt. Nobody's gonna blame Michael Keaton for it. No, no. I mean, man's in his what seventies. I don't think he's worried about stuff like that. So. Here's the here's the deal. People are gonna go see the Flash because people like to look at a car crash. <laughs> dude, dude, the, at the beginning of this conversation, the way I lined up the month lineup just in mm-hmm. June alone, I think Flash is already a car crash considering, you know, the especially the two movies that are in front of the Flash. Being but here's, across the Spider-Verse and Transformers. Here's the, here's the ultimate thing, though, David, and this is how I feel about The Flash. Again, as I said earlier, this movie's test scores have been through the freaking roof. It's not, it's not going to matter. They put it in such a cannibalized spot. But here's the other, here's the other aspect of it, David. Sure. Is that, like I said, diehard fans are going to go see this movie because... At this point, it's out of morbid curiosity. Yes, and the casual person doesn't give a shit about Ezra's, you know, 
yeah, Hawaiian right. Fight Club have it. So the, the question is going to be, there is a way to market this film mm-hmm. that will make people go see it. I don't know. It's a tall order. It's a tall order, but I'm going to lay out my theory for you. Sure, go ahead. For the, list, for the listeners. Go ahead. The movie they're doing, the Flash movie, is basically Flashpoint, which means if you're talking Flashpoint, it's a way to reset everything. You have four DC films that are coming out in the year 2023. They are all basically in lame duck status. You have Shazam, you have Flashpoint, you have or you have Flash, you have Blue Beetle, and you have Aquaman too. Mm-hmm. Aquaman 2, you want to talk about a movie that's been put in lame duck status? No more, no, no film on that four episode, four movie slate is actually in bigger lame duck status than Aquaman 2. Pretty Aquaman much, 2 yeah. pushed back all the way to the next December where it's still going to have to deal with something for, big for Marvel or D- Disney or Star Wars or something in late December. We already know. There's already talk of Jason Momoa being recast within James Gunn's DC universe. Yeah, and look, until I hear Gunn tweet about it, uh, no, I'm not buying I'm that. Just, I'm just, I'm now, just saying. I, I, I will buy that mainly on the basis of Momoa looks more like Lobo than he does Aquaman. Yeah, well, and again, I'm going off of what the talk is right now. There, right. Uh, nothing's official, and you need to understand that. However, if you want Flash to do well in the theaters and get the fans to support it, mm-hmm. this is your easy enough fix. And it actually starts with Shazam, which I think is one of the two characters that could carry over to James Gunn's DC universe. Because I think that has been kept far enough away from everything that is Justice League and everything that is Snyderverse that it could carry over. Ah. So, what if I am James Gunn, what I do is I film an effect. And that effect is the Flashpoint effect. And then you take that effect... <laughs> Are you referring to like some lame, stupid thing like how uh, BVS had uh, Barry visit Bruce in a damn dream? Well, not even that. You don't, you don't even have to put an actor in there. You just make it a special effect, some lightning, a certain color, whatever. And you put it at the end of each one of these DC movies. And it reflects the fact that the Flashpoint event has happened and that the DC universe has been reset. And that what, so you put it at the end of Shazam, you have something maybe a little different for the end of Flash Flash movie, but that reflects that. You especially put it at the end of Blue Beetle because you have a character there with a very popular young actor that if they film this the way I understand they filmed it, it's standing on its own two feet without any major indications of where it's tied into they could easily flesh that over into james gunn's dc universe and then aquaman 2 obviously it's just a flashpoint because i think you're going to get back to a traditional looking aquaman in james gunn's dc universe oh god 
Orange and green in the seahorse. Oh, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying the orange and green in the sea seahorse, but it ain't oh, gonna God. be. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. But what I'm saying is a traditional yeah. looking, blonde haired, Arthur Curry. The more that we've known from from certain aspects of it. Thank Jason God. Momoa. You, I you almost, almost scared me to death, Kyle. I'm like, don't give me Michael Phelps with a blonde wig. We're not. No. Well, what's Adrian Gennier up to these days? No, okay, fair point. <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, go watch Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. Hey, hey, James Cameron just dealt with a hell of a lot of water, so just um, saying. Anyway, that's how that's how you get around Flash. That, that, that that's truthfully that's the way you market Flash. You market as the reset movie of the DC universe. You you have that carry through to the remaining two films later in the slate mm -hmm. so when 2024 hits because here here's my prediction this is my prediction for james james gunn we'll get more into gun here in a minute but this is my prediction of what's out there in the dceu ether that will survive okay shoot james gunn's version of suicide squad will survive margot robbie as holly harley quinn will survive of course his wife and Peacemaker will survive. Well, yeah, that, that whole everything Suicide Squad universe is going to carry over. Right. I think you have a very legitimate shot of Shazam carrying over. Okay. I think you have a a shot of Blue Beetle carrying over. Well, yeah, because it's Blue Beetle is so standing on its own new anyway, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And for sure, and even though this is part of the Suicide Squad universe, but she has such a, been an integral part of DC and just so beloved as this character, freaking Amanda Waller is going to be part of James Gunn's DC universe. Oh, of course she is. And I will say this. Although, I although look, I'm just going to say with Amanda Waller, could we give her a little bit of a fat suit? Because I'm kind of missing my... My fat drawn uh, Amanda Wall Waller. Here, here's the other thing. All of you that have these hopes that he's going to incorporate Matt Reeves as Batman into whatever he's doing with the DC universe. Yeah, that's not happening. No, it's not. And James Gunn has too much respect for what Matt Reeves is doing with that and loves that concept and wants it. It's going to be its own little universe. He's going to leave it alone. Right. When it is time for Batman, I truly do believe James Gunn already has his director picked. I'm just gonna say I th I think um, <sighs> this is probably gonna be wild, Ron, but I think it's gonna be Ben. That's what I think too. I think Ben Affleck. Oh, so we're or... right on the same page with that, huh? Yeah, I think I think. From what I have heard, the Ben Affleck movie that he, Batman movie that he wanted to make, a lot of people in Hollywood were really excited about it. Mm. So you think that's going to be the basis for uh, starting this new Batman from? I think so, but let's 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 rewind a little bit here, David, before we start making certain speculations. Let's rewind back to a few months ago when it was announced that James Gunn was going to become the man in charge of the because this is important. 
Yeah, because wasn't that October? Yeah, and they of course there was another gentleman I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Peter Safran. Yeah, Peter Safran. He is basically the financial guy. Yeah, yeah. He... James Gunn. All these people out there, and I'm calling you out, and I really you can be mad at me, you can attack me, you can agree with me, whatever. All these people out there who think James Gunn has one directing style and that's it because of what they've seen in his previous films, you are so not correct. James Gunn did three Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He had to keep that those three similar in line. All right, time out, Kyle. Mm-hmm. You say they're so not correct. I'll just say, uh, yes, my co-host said that nicely. I'll just say it as you're so up your own ass. Well, I'm I'm saying they're so not correct. Oh, I know. That's because you're the nice one. Well, no, I just... I, I, I don't need to stoop to a certain level. Oh, come on. I don't stoop to a certain level. You, you I, I just stay at level. that level. You just have your own new unique level. That's, that's <laughs> right. Zing! But, you but, are correct, sir. You look at the movie Brightburn, there, that's some genius filmmaking by James Gunn. It is, yeah. The DC Universe has its dark side, and James Gunn's got to play in the crazy side of it. And he that's where he's going to play. Yes, he's got... But you're going to see something different with his Superman you're going to see what he can do with super a good. He's basically writing a good Superman, and what I mean by that is he wrote an evil Superman in Brightburn. Now he's writing a good Superman. Right. Now, James Gunn, you have to understand, and at least in my opinion, was put in an absolutely no-win situation. He definitely was. I think if James Gunn truly had, truly felt like he could, he would have kept. Henry as Superman and Gael Godot as Wonder Woman. Yeah. But I think there was an edict that we have to get away from as much as Zack Snyder as we possibly can. Well, I, I do we know the other one because we know Henry's out. Yeah, more than likely Gal is out. The way yeah. she ordered. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that in the more than likely limbo at the moment. Yeah. The way she worded her Twitter after everything happened kind of felt like she was saying goodbye to the character. Mm. Well, so, I had I had read shortly after that broke that they want to a WB is still interested in Gal. No, they, Patty they're left. Foolish. They're foolish to say they're not. And right. that's, you know, here's the thing though is this and this, this is what I, I think is going to happen as far as James Gunn is concerned mm-hmm. I think James Gunn has a plan and whether you like it or not James Gunn did learn a, from the master of building a comic book movie universe whatever faults you find with it or whatever the man, the man succeeded where nobody else has so James Gunn is going to bring his own style with some influence of Kevin Feige of what he felt was done right by Kevin Feige and the creators over at MCU to create a DCU expanded experience that that's planned for the long term. Not, Oh my God, we've got to catch up on Marvel with Marvel in three years. Right. I actually agree. And Kyle, can I just, you know, interject one thing? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I yes, I love what what James learned about world building and everything. I'm just gonna say I liked his time at Marvel a lot better than Marvel kicking off with John Favreau. Yeah, well, you know, I I think yes, that, I that... know, Mendo's uh, put down your you know whatever your spear. Well, I think that, I, I think I think that's fair. The other thing is too, James Gunn doesn't have the ego that Zack Snyder does. No, he definitely doesn't. He James has Gunn, the Twitter. Yeah. But we're not going there. But um, <laughs> I, I, I am, Gunn, of course, referring to the the exchange where he basically brilliantly shut down uh, the den of nerds twit. Um, James Gunn will allow different talents to be part of the DC universe. He will. Zack yeah. Snyder, Snyder wanted control of everything. Yeah, Zack Snyder's only talent to DCEU was himself. Now, what you are going to have, and I truly do believe this, at least for a while for the DC Universe, if you're expecting Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman in the, in the 2024-2025, you'll get Matt, some Matt Reeves Batman. That's about the only thing of the Holy Trinity you're going to get. Right, right. Because, um, I'm going to make a prediction um for like i think what we're going to do is we're going to have films that start as a superman movie a batman movie a wonder woman movie a lobo movie a green lantern movie and then maybe circle around to Oh, I don't know, your proper what should have been a Batman versus Superman and not some Batman v Superman shit. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, just my gut feeling. Sure, go ahead. Get ready for seeing some of the more obscure DC characters get movies and television shows streaming on whatever the streaming platform will be for the first year and a half of James Gunn's DC universe. Yes, hopefully not Max, but go on. Well, it will probably be Max, but that's a whole other, other, other issue. That's but a what, whole. That's a whole other. What the fuck are you doing, Zazlav? But um, James Gunn is going to slow burn building DC. You might see hints of Superman. You might see hints of Wonder Woman. You might see hints of Batman. Batman, but you're going to see some of the crazier. DC is more famous for having some really off-the-wall cool characters. You've seen James Gunn use some of them in Suicide Squad. You've seen... I think you're going to see him work with some of the creators he's familiar with right now. Mm-hmm. Make some of these characters. You be prepared for more stuff like Doom Control than you are going to get stuff like Batman out of the gate from the James Right, Gunn. right. You're ta- you think the Obscurus can go out of the gate first. Right, right. I well, think that, that that is in James Gunn's wheelhouse. So I think what you're going to see, this is my prediction, and this is just my feeling alone. James Gunn's going to build the DC universe with the obscure, and because of we know his kind of idea for using a young Superman in his first Superman film, mm-hmm. I think that young Superman film will be the film to start establishing the bigger aspects of the DC universe. Yeah, and and by the way, can I add something? Well, mm-hmm. people need to stop the hell freaking out. 
when they when they say younger version of Superman, they're not talking the Smallville, you knuckleheads. No, we're talking we're talking about a Superman who's probably getting some of his early first exposures to Metropolis. Probably yeah. still doesn't have a full grasp of everything that is his power. Well, I think Gunn made it pretty clear it's not an origin story. It's more it's he, his early days of the Daily Planet. Right, right. So I, I, I think it's a little bit more naive Superman, a Superman who doesn't quite know everything about him, is still discovering things about himself. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. If I think Smallville at all, I think maybe the first five episodes said that. Yeah. So I think, but I think that's the point is that that Superman film will be the start of the bigger, okay, we're headed towards Justice League. But so you think gonna... that Superman film will come later, but it'll start to broaden. The... Right. I, let me put it this way I, I think Superman, let's just say Superman comes out Christmas time 2025. Mm-hmm. That, that would make sense, yeah. I think then what you build off from there is the night, then you will get sometime in... Tw- My guess will be this. By the end of 2023 to sometime in 2024, you will have a night, you will have an announcement of who's been cast as Superman. Mm-hmm. You will have an announcement that... Probably I- Comic-Con that year, I would, yeah. I would think. You will have an announcement of who the director will be for either Wonder Woman, the Return of Wonder Woman, or the Return of Batman within that version of the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. But I don't think that that announcement will happen until the next, till after the next Pattinson Batman film. And when's the next Pattinson Batman film scheduled for? I think that's a 2025 film as well. Ah, all right. Yeah, you're probably right. You're, I mean, they gotta iron out so many uh, things at the moment, so that would make sense. Of course, too, knowing Gun, I would not be surprised if the next big character that he hits after Superman isn't Batman or Wonder Woman, but that it is Green Green Lantern. Ooh, yeah, probably. Because you really, you could build off of the alien aspect of Superman. Because like, honestly, honestly, I don't want to see that thing as just a streaming show. Yeah. I, I think Which the, at this point I think is pretty much dead. Yeah. I think the other aspect you could see James Gunn play at, if he's going to go, if he's not going to rush into things, mm-hmm. maybe we see a proper JSA. Oh, you mean like a uh, Hawkman, Fate, uh, Star Girl, maybe uh, maybe even an Alan Scott, maybe a mix of the older. Well, you don't even necessarily that, but you could put Hawkman and Fate in with the classic JSA, like Jay Jay Garrick in them. Jay Garrick, Flash, Alan Scott, those kind of characters. Yeah, which one was the the openly gay one? Was that Alan? Uh. Yeah, they they did that later on. Yeah, where Al, even though Alan Scott technically has two children, right? Yeah, they, I think they that was a a retcon later they did with Alan yeah. anyway. Yeah, so I I think I think I think right now 
the biggest thing with James Gunn is I, I'm excited for what he can bring to the DC universe. Is there still trepidation? Yes, because Warner Brothers is a freaking disaster area. Right. Uh, Warner Brothers... I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. The kind of dumpster fire Warner Brothers is in makes everything at Lucasfilm or supposedly going on with Lucasfilm seem normal by comparison. Well, here's the thing. This is this is what I truly believe because we'll find out, I think, fairly quickly. All right. I don't think James Gunn does this unless he's given full autonomy as far as decisions go with the DC Universe. Right, right. I don't think there's... So if that turns out not to be the case, James Gunn will walk away. He will have no problem walking away. No, I, 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 I think he definitely will walk away. I mean, but, if that's the case. But I no, think, I don't want to get the fire James Gunn Twitter. No, this isn't fire excited. James Gunn. This is this is something else entirely. No, Kyle, I don't, I don't want to give any fuel to those idiots. Yeah, oh, no, because no, because no. they really are bottom feeding, dwelling social media, Twitter humping fools right now. Here's the here's the other thing though, is that if James Gunn has full autonomy, you're you're gonna see his his version of it, and you're gonna you may not like everything you see, but it's going to be cohesive, and that's one of the biggest problems DC has had is cohesiveness, and it's also going to be done over an amount of time, not tried to be rushed. Yeah, no, I agree. So you know, I, I think you know who really likes everything James Gunn is doing. Who's that? Feige, because he's there like Green Goblin going. That a boy. Well, there are rumors that they made a run at Feige. Oh, of course they did. And Feige's like, you think I'm going to leave the Golden Goose right now? What are you <laughs> nuts? Well, I mean, and and Feige's current contract, I think, runs through Secret Wars, but I don't see him leaving. No, and he just got his biggest supporter back. Oh, Bob. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's also a two-year thing with Bob. Uh, yeah, well, I, I have thoughts, but that's another podcast. And that's <laughs> another discussion altogether. I have um, I have thoughts on that, too, but right now, let's just focus yeah, on no, no. the... You're just cleaning up from the other guy. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, too, and I want to address this real quick, because everybody's losing their mind over Henry Cavill. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago everybody was saying, God, man, this deal was a horrible. Here's here is my feeling on Henry Cavill. I think Henry Cavill never got a fair shot. He never did, no. I think he has the look to play Superman. I think he has the acting chops to play Superman. He and does. Am, he he just am, was never given anything to do. I am disappointed that we're not going to probably see him back in that role. That That is a disappointment. Right. For all you people out there who are losing your minds, saying, oh, Henry Cavill left The Witcher because he was going to be Superman. No, he did not. Henry he, Cavill... As, left... Now, wait. As far as I understand it, he left The Witcher because The Witcher writers were basically creating shit. Right, which is... that, And so let me get into that. Henry Cavill... It was timing. It was ironic timing. Yeah, ironic timing. Henry Cavill, when he took the role of The Witcher, because we know what kind... 
how what kind of fan Henry Cavill is. He's one of us. He really mm-hmm. is. And he's passionate and an extremely huge fan of The Witcher. And one of his points from the beginning was, I will do this as long as we continue to be accurate to the source material. By the end of season two, Henry Cavill was losing his mind with The Witcher because they were changing things left and right. Yeah. He was not happy. They got him to agree to do the third season. And he said, I am done. And he says it's and he's and Henry Cavill has already given his blessing to Liam Hemsworth to do what he wants to do with the character. Right. Well, I, you know what? I'm sure Henry will be in a much better place than Amazon Prime's Warhammer oh, yeah. 40k. So, so, so let's get in it. Let's get into that part of it. If Henry Cavill cannot be Superman, he just got his dream job. Henry yeah. Cavill is one of the biggest Warhammer players and fans in the world. And you know he is not taking this project unless there's some serious we're being true to the source material thing, which I got to give Amazon credit for. They do a pretty damn good job of that. Yeah, no, they do, despite what the Rings of Power crowd want to say right now. Oh, but that's a whole di- that's a whole different thing. I know, I know, I know. Source material, but um, but Henry Cavill is going to be fine. Henry yeah. Cavill is no, going. Henry's going to be fine. Henry's going to get his role eventually. That's going to solidify him because I do think maybe this puts him back in the James Bond mix. I think they're going to go another direction with that personally, but you got to at least consider. Now, in the mix again. Honestly, honestly, I'm just going to say, and wouldn't this be lovely salt just to rub in DC's wounds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Henry as Sentry or the High Hibernian? The, the, yeah. Henry as no, no, Sentry. No. I don't think he'll be the Sentry because I think they've already got that cast. I think Sentry's are going to be a part of Thunderbolts. Yeah, you're probably right, and I think it's like Ryan Gosling or something. Ugh. Oh no, there's I know I have rumors of where Ryan Gosling. Henry Cavill, Marvel would love nothing better than make him Captain Britain. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of don't want to waste him on Captain Britain though. Except I think you could have a lot of fun with Captain Britain, especially if you hold him until the X Men come out. Yeah, which they probably, which they probably will. But wouldn't it be? I w- I'm going to be saying right now, Marvel special presentation, Captain Britain. You know what? I I already am a little sour with Marvel's special presentation treatment, but that's a whole other discussion. Well, I think I think I think that's going to be an interesting discussion that we'll have to have at some point. But yeah, I mean. Probably. But I just think I think right now, until January, because that is the rumors, is that James Gunn is going to reveal at least a big portion of what his initial plans are for the DC universe. Mm-hmm. January. Now, before we before we're in we a wrap up, we're hey, be, be, Kyle, before we wrap up here, mm-hmm. uh, I want to ask uh, on the note of obscure characters, mm-hmm. and it's James Gunn's specialty. I don't know. Super uh Supergirl tried to do this. A lot of other things, you know, couldn't do this. 
do you think James Gunn in any way, shape, or form tries to tackle Mr. Mixelplick? No. No? I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to my, one of the first characters I think James Gunn tries to tackle is Dead Man. Oh, shit. But are you saying Mr. Mitzelplick is too obscure for even Gunn? No, I think that Mr. Mitzelplick is such an is such a bizarre character and you have to have the right story for him and i think you have to well this is true this is true and i i think right now he's too silly for for the um well, I'm talking eventually, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, eventually I'm, down. I think down the line you could. It, again, this is this is all imperative on what James Gunn does in the first couple of years of his DC run. Right. I. I mean, I wasn't talking now. I'd rather yeah. see like Martian Manhunter than Mixie. Yeah, I would. I'd love to see James somebody finally do something proper with Martian Manhunter. That would be. I would be all for that. But, yeah, because um, you know what? When you compare the two places we've seen them, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, yeah, somehow the somehow the iteration on Supergirl looks a lot more realistic than whatever this gobbled this hobbled together gobbledygook on uh, on Zack Snyder's you know P- PS4 reskin Justice League looks like. I I think too, David. That when with that, that that's, that's because they just never had the proper. But they never were going to fix those effects properly. But yeah, um, you're probably right. I I think I think it's going to be James Gunn only has a four year contract right now. Yeah, so it would take four a years. I'm going to be four years isn't enough time to fix this. No, no. It, well, it, it's like what I'm saying with uh, Bob Iger and cleaning up after Chapexel, you know, doo doo droppings over at Disney, you're going to need more than just two for him to do that. Well, and I, th- I think the other aspect of it is, and I actually think this is an aspect that's still in impossible play with Disney, too, is who's actually going to be in charge in the, in two years? Who, who, who's going to own the property in two years? That's I think there's, there's so much instability. No, wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you ref- what are you referring to? There are plenty of rumors out there that's, and this is why Zaslav was brought in to cut the fat to make it, make it more appealing to be resold. Oh, that. Uh, you know what, dude? I know you pay more attention to that than I do, but mm-hmm. right now that about is, that about is as far in my rearview mirror as the the stupid ass rumors of. Uh, Apple buying Disney or vice versa. Well, but but here's the thing, and this is where where there's a little smoke, there's a little bit of fire. Sure. Let, let's just say the discover people at Discovery are really not happy on their return investment at the moment because the product's not doing anything. It's right. like it's like JJ with Warner Brothers. Right. And but and there's a lot happening on the streaming side of things with a lot of things right now. Or honestly, Benioff and Weiss with Netflix. I remember when they left Star Wars for that, 
And it's like, you haven't done jack shit for Netflix, you two. Well, but here's the, here's the thing. This, and I think this is the other thing that really plays a key role into what's going to happen with all of our entertainment over the next few years is we're getting into the next chapter of whatever streaming is going to be. And that's going, what, when, what I mean by that, David, is we're going to start seeing survival of the fittest. And you're going to start seeing some of these smaller streaming services either get absorbed or just go away. Well, Kyle, I'm going to push back on that a bit and say what we're seeing is less that and more a pivot back to, well, how do we earn how do we earn back the money that streaming really then do for us? Well, but 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 that's that's part of that in in this aspect, David. Is that as each as streamers start disappearing or getting reabsorbed, mm-hmm. it's the content, and where does that content end up? Because that's still the ultimate, that's the ultimate chess piece in a in the streaming battle is the content itself. See, the, uh, uh, you know, and what, we could go all night into this, but we won't. But no, I'm just, no. I'm just going to say one thing and one thing only about it. This is why all of these studios backing away from physical media or threatening to rethink what you're doing. Well, no, it's it, well. Here's 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 the rethink of it. Oh wait, we need to go back to we want to stream and have digital out there, but we're gonna go back to the iTunes model and sell it to you, not just give it to a contract in to some service to stream it. That's 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 where. All right, all right, all right. Could we not turn the rest of the show into that? No, I'm not turning the rest of. The sh- I'm trying not to return. I'm just bringing up that point. Right, right. Yeah, because and I, I think, and I'm I think, saying, could we not turn the rest of the show into that right no, now? No, I just no. I I just think it's a. I, what I'm what I'm ultimately getting to the point of is the streaming aspect is going to have a big impact too on directions James Gunn takes with DC because he's going to be doing. Much like what Marvel is right now, there will be movies and there will be shows. There will be yeah. movies going into the theater, and, and there will be shows that go on whatever the streaming platform that will be. And a lot of these cats are going to fail every time. They don't realize a lot of people are going to stick with the movies. Period. End of story. End of sentence. Well, You're hot. You know. You know. We. You and I attend. I, I think it's going to be more of they're going to to stick with the movies and stick with the streaming services they like. Your hardcore people may be, but your average folks aren't going to do that. Well, we'll, we'll see. I think, I think that's still, the, I still, I still think that's, I think a return to the movies is yes. Um, Kyle, I see that I, aspect all the time, dude. Yeah, but I don't, streaming's not going away either. No, but people are getting more choosy with streaming. Yeah, because people are getting more choosy with everything because of what they can can and cannot afford. Mm, yeah, but that aspect existed a long time before streaming. Yeah, but I think it's a bigger bigger deal now, too, with the way certain way, way our way the world is working right now. But that uh, again, that's a whole other conversation. I, I don't buy into that theory. No, like I said, we can agree to disagree. That's the nice thing about our our podcasting relationship. Yes, it is. It is, pal. It is. All right. 
Uh, well, I think that'll do it for this episode. Rather nice DC meat to chew on. Yeah, uh, I don't think we got too nasty in it. What's that? I don't think we even got too out of line or too nasty in this one. No, no, no. Which... I think we were very well behaved under the circumstances. Yeah, very rare for you. Well, or <laughs> me. <laughs> or both. I don't know. <laughs> I I I mean I know how I know how to set you off, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that to the listeners. Could you save that for the next Star Wars record, please? No, because I don't want to really mention that name in a Star Wars record because you would explode. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh, yeah! Uh, uh, just say it. I'll just say the initials, JC. Jesus Christ. Well, he likes to think he is sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, JJ. Damn you. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's too busy splashing around in the water right now, so. Oh, the, oh that guy. Jesus Christ. Uh, you, just call him, you just call him Jesus Christ. So the, see, the initials fit. <laughs> oh, sh- oh shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, right. I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before we, before we go, real quick, I do want to say Merry Christmas to all the listeners out, out there, and thank you so much for listening. Absolutely, absolutely. And gang, we will be, we will be back, um, most likely within the new year, talking the new DC slate, talking the, the four films that are barely hanging on with the DCEU or DCPU as it's been known to some fans. Uh, that would be Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, or Aquaman and the Lost Franchise, however you want to look at it, and Blue Beetle. So we will be talking all those films in 2023. So for me... Uh, Davidson and then my co-host Kyle Wagner. Well, time to leave the Batcave, Kyle. Yep. Um, so, I got I got the Batmobile. We're covered. Yeah. I'll cancel the pizza. All right. We'll see you later, game. Thanks for listening to Injustice, Podcasters Among Us. I'll take that as a yes. What? The Ring. All Things DC are the property of Warner Brothers Studios. All rights reserved.
yes well gang thank you for joining us and uh we'll see you again next time Thanks for listening to Injustice, Podcasters Among Us. I'll take that as a yes. What? The ring. All things DC are the property of Warner Brothers Studios, all rights reserved. The opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. The world needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. My man. No, that's your. Oh, sh- sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool.